Hey guys, welcome to A Common Life Podcast. It's me, Taylor, and I'm here with my beautiful bride, Morgan. And we're sitting in the middle of the woods in the town of Serenby. And we are excited to share with you about that and our experience here over the last couple days. And also share with you about Morgan and the plants that she has decided she wants to grow. And she started seeding some of them. So we're going to talk about that as well. Uh, But before we do that, I want to toss it over to Morgan um, for her to tell you a little bit about what uh, we're hoping to offer here at A Common Life. Yeah. So even though we are still in the throes of winter, now is the time for you guys to start dreaming and planning your summer garden. So if this is the year that you know you want to try growing your first garden, but you're unsure of where to even start, or if you've had a garden in the past, but you can't exactly remember when to plant what, or you may even be someone who has all the information that you need, but you just want some inspiration and you want to know that you're not alone. No matter where you are on your journey, you'll find support over at acommonlife.co. When you become a member, you'll receive a seasonal guide mailed to you at your home with everything you need to know about the current growing season and a whole lot more. So go check it out. Yeah, check it out. And we're excited about the spring guide that's about to come out. It'll come out at the end of February, um, but it is in production now. And there's a lot of information in it just because spring has a lot going on. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, as I said, we're sitting here in the middle of Serenby, and it's a really cool place. Yeah, it's been a dream for you to come here for a while. Yeah, it has. A few years ago, probably 2015, 16, I got on this kick about building neighborhoods around farms instead of golf courses. <laughs> and just thinking about, well, actually, okay, so I can tell you for sure when it was. It wasn't 2015, 2016. It was 2018, 2019, after we had already grown um, a few seasons at the farm and were supporting families. And we were driving 30, 40 minutes into town to market. And it just, like our clientele, everybody that was buying from us was so far away. And it makes sense to preserve, in my opinion, the rural areas for meat production and animal production because you can preserve that meat. But where vegetables need to be grown as close as possible to where the, the people are living because you want to you harvest vegetables and then eat them as soon as possible because the second you cut them, you know, the, the quality in most vegetables begin to diminish. And so I was thinking, you know, how neat would it be to develop neighborhoods and incorporate farms into these neighborhoods? It's the, the economic model is just way better for the farmer. And I came across Serenby, and so we got a tour yesterday of Serenby, well, it's Friday, so two days ago, based on when we are, you know, recording this. But we got a tour from the guy who started Serenby, Steve Nygren. He started, it was back in 1991. And he's like an OG. He's going to go down in history as one of the, like a true visionary. Like if you have never heard of Serenby, if you've never been here, the we don't, we're not going to have time to really dive into what they did here and are doing here. But it's incredible. And one of the things that they did here was they built in a farm, they integrated into a farm, a farm into the town, into the development. And 
So the farmer lives here in the neighborhood, in the town. His two apprentices live here in town. And the vegetables, when they cut them, they're going right down the road to chefs in the town Mm -hmm. and to the people that live here in the town. And so they can just hop on their bike, on their little cart, and deliver it. And people who live in town know their farmer. They know who's growing their food. They can support um, in many different ways. And just a beautiful concept. And so to be able to come here and see it was, like Morgan said, a dream of mine. Yeah. What I love is that, you know, something that we discovered in living on the farm and our community being in town was that it felt like it wasn't possible for you to have both, for you to have close community and also be able to have space to grow food and for your kids to run and play and be in the woods. And here we have seen families, you know, there's tree houses built within the woods. And even where we're sitting to my left, I look out and I see a coffee shop and a boutique and a restaurant. And then if I look over to my right, it's just completely woods. And then straight across from us is houses. Yeah. It's that are that incredible. are all tight, really close together. And Steve, the founder of Serenby, was telling us like after people live here for three, four months, like what they all say that they love about it is community, because you can't help but know your neighbor. I mean, you're living right next to one another, um, but there's plenty of open space all around you. You know, I think it'd be perfect. Like what I want is plenty of land to spread out and to walk off my front porch and be naked if I want to. <laughs> But then be able to hop on my bike or be able to walk down the road and be able to go sit at a coffee shop, you know, or like a little pub. I won't, yeah. but I want both of those. And the thing is here, it's possible. I mean, probably wouldn't walk outside no, naked, no. but you get the point. Like there are people here that have access to the woods. And then they also have like six to 10 acre lots that right. he was telling us about. There's not many, um, but it's a really special development. Very thoughtful. Every detail was thought of. Yes. And Steve Nygren is on multiple podcasts where he gives interviews talking about the vision. And he is a visionary and I wish more municipalities and states and local governments would use this as a model and encourage developers to follow it. Absolutely. Well, transitioning now into Morgan's choice of vegetables and flowers and herbal remedy plants she did choose catnip (laughs) (laughs) and who are we listening to we were listening to another podcast and somebody was talking about how she would just this lady in this podcast that morgan loves would just love to be outside um pruning her catnip and and we both morgan and i just chuckled um and hey can i just say so after the last podcast was published you know my mom actually texted me and was just like tears taylor have you have you made her cry? <laughs> <laughs> so everybody calm down. It was a bit of hyperbole and exaggeration. We have definitely not seen eye to eye and feelings have been hurt, mainly going one way, but it's not as bad maybe as no. we were making it out to be. No. So Morgan, tell us about where you are in the process of um, the spring garden and catch us up. Okay. Well, I'm still in dreaming phase. Good. So I haven't done a lot other than 
right before we left, I seeded our lettuce and our kale. And other than that, we did go through all of our seeds. We did. We did, which we had a lot more than we realized, which means we don't have to order as much. And just pray that they sprout. Yeah, I think they will because I've been storing them in the refrigerator in a glass jar with some desiccant pouches that are supposed to keep out the humidity and almost positive that it works. I mean, we've been doing this the last few seasons. Right. So I still have some things to order, especially from Mountain Rose Herbs, where I'm going to get most of my medicinal seeds. But... I didn't really run into any problems with planting kale and lettuce, other than I thought, okay, people are going to want to know what we plant in. What is the medium that we use to put the seeds in when we're starting indoors? Yes. So what I did, well, what we've done in the past is I, and actually on our website, in some of our past guides, I'm going to change it coming up because it te- seemed to me just to be a little overwhelming. I would get a big bag of peat moss, really good peat moss, and then and I, I would name the brand and everything that I recommended everybody get, and then I would add some supplements to it. Add a little mushroom compost. Yeah. Yeah. Blood meal, some uh, bone meal, a bunch of different things. It's compli- and- It makes it too complicated. So far, I mean, I've had pretty pretty good results. There's a couple years when um, a batch maybe doesn't turn out as well as I hope, but because I haven't done a good job recording and I'm not down to the science of I know exactly how much I'm adding, then I don't know how to really adjust. And so if I'm going to be telling other people like, hey, this is what you need to do, really, there's plenty of companies out there that have great seed starting mix where you can just buy the bag, put it in your trays, and go with it. And if you want to get fancy and make your own, more power to you. Um, and I'll leave that on the website of what I use. And you, you know, you'll have to figure out the exact dimensions. And I think I put that on the article, like what I do. Um, but most of the time when I, well, what I would recommend, but most of the time when I do it, I just don't measure. No, I just toss it all in. Um, so we got a Fox Farm brand. I went to C.T. Garvin's here in Huntsville, Alabama. It's our local feed and seed. I try to support them as much as possible. And I told the guy, hey, I need a good seed starting uh, bag of... Um, potting soil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seed starting potting soil. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got what you need right here. Come on, follow me. <laughs> so I went out there with him. And he's like, this bag right here, Fox Farm, is going to be just right what you need. <laughs> and I said, okay. So I flipped it over. And I made sure there was no chemical fertilizers in it, which Fox Farm doesn't really do that. Um, and they're using bat guano, um, worm vermicompost, which is like worm poop composted with worms. And then they have some mycorrhiza, which is like a fungal uh, fungus that they've added into it that lives in harmony with the roots and symbiotic relationship mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And anyways, <laughs> it was just good. I looked at it. There's no chemicals. It's not like NPK kind of stuff in there. I didn't want that. And that's what I wanted. He said it was good. So, boom. I bought two bags of it. And we'll keep you up to date with how they do. But Fox Farm has a great reputation. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I feel like on our website, we need to give... Uh, our members some more information on on that just 
so they feel equipped. And honestly, if you go to Walmart and you're just like looking for some seed starting mix, they'll have it. And if it has NPK in it or like chemical fertilizers, you know, whatever, just it's fine. You know, your, your plants will be all right. You know, it'll be okay. Yeah. I think we can get so in our heads that we just don't even start. Yes. And that might have been probably my biggest hurdle was, okay, I have to pack for our trip and I've got to pack the kids stuff and I got to make sure everything's ready before we go. And just, it took me five minutes to seed, but just taking that time and saying, okay, I'm stopping and I'm going to go do it. Right. You know? So is it the, as simple as you can make it just to get yourself started. Yeah. Do. Absolutely. Just do it. You just got to get your hands dirty and start. Absolutely. And don't get caught up into all the details. Because that's the thing with me. It's like, yeah, I don't measure every time. Just be, If I tried to make everything so precise and so scientific, I just that annoys me. I don't want to do all that. I just want to, you know, wing it, basically. <laughs> so you might be losing faith in <laughs> my ability to pass along any quality information. But I can at least tell you what not to do. Okay. So... What are you planning besides your kale and lettuce? What did you land on in terms of what you want to be in your garden this spring? Well, I landed on a lot of flowers yes, and a of lot of medicinal herbs, but also things that I know that we will use in the kitchen. Yeah. So I have high hopes for this garden. Will you read off because you have the list next to you, the ones I highlighted? Okay, so kale, head lettuce, and celery. We don't have our celery seeds yet, so that should have been seeded now, but we'll do it later whenever we get the seeds. And then in February, we'll do our tomatoes, peppers, and basil. That's what she wants to grow. And then we'll direct seed potatoes and parsley in February. And then in March, she wants to direct seed carrots, Swiss chard, collards, kale, lettuce, beets, (laughs) green onions, and then in April, when she's just had a baby, she wants to direct <laughs> <laughs> she wants to direct seed cucumbers, watermelon, okra, sweet corn, and then sweet potato slips. In our little baby garden. Now it's gonna be fine. We'll figure it out. We'll just cram it all in there. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I did have multiple people after they listened to the last podcast say, Um, Morgan. You're going to have a baby when all of this is going on. (laughs) And that might be part of my secret plan of like, oh, no, I can't get up. Taylor, will you go (laughs) help me? Um, No, I think it will be great. And I'll be home, you know. Can I just do a little pivot real quick? Uh I just saw an eastern bluebird, which you never see in towns anymore. You know why? Why? Because they live in dead trees they make their holes in dead trees and so a lot of people build bluebird boxes because they like to be in covered up so they'll go inside the bluebird boxes but i just saw the eastern bluebird which is my dad's favorite bird and my favorite bird and it's just so neat because i can hear people talking and cars going and see the house but i'm out here in creation and And you just saw an eastern bluebird yeah which you know they're getting further and further out from our urban areas because their habitat's getting big. Okay. The medicinal herbs that I chose. Yes. So that's not all. The medicinal herbs I chose 
Arnica, mm-hmm. astragalus, mm-hmm. burdock, mm-hmm. which you use the root mm-hmm. of, catnip, mm-hmm. cayenne peppers, which we already have some dried, so that might be a no-go, comfrey, marshmallow, motherwort, <laughs> skullcap. <laughs> We're growing all the things. <laughs> so you see why? it's going to be so fun. Yeah, it's going to be so fun. And I think I've decided this year, I have never had luck with cilantro. So I think this year, cilantro and oregano, I'm going to grow in pots instead of actually in the garden. Yeah, I can just see you outside right now with a bell and a whistle and a clipboard. (laughs) Bossing me around and pointing. (laughs) Well, the one thing that I'm the most worried about is the bunnies eating all of my flowers. Because last year, we planted the most beautiful, it was going to be like a wildflower garden. But as soon as a little, you know, bud would come up, a bunny would just come and Nip snatch it. it. So, Taylor's going to build me a <laughs> wattle fence. Look up wattle fences. Our friend Morgan does a really good job with them. I'm going to help. But Wendell helped you last time. Yeah, it's fun. Waddle yeah. fences, they're cool. And so we've got to do that around wherever we're planting our flowers. Yeah. And, and we're not- going to be taking pictures and putting them on Instagram and on our newsletter. If you're not a part of our newsletter, go to our website at commonlife.co. Go down to the bottom right-hand corner, sign up there, and we'll be taking pictures and keeping everybody up to date. And not to mention, on top of all of this, maybe the next podcast you could have Virginia and Alex on. So our daughter Virginia and our neighbor Alex started a garden club this week. And they have decided where they're going to put their garden in the yard. They want to do corn and they want to do sunflowers. All right. It's time to wrap up. (laughs) That's going to be it for this episode of Common Life. (laughs) Yeah, no, that sounds fun. Next time, Virginia and Alex. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, this is new for us. It's been a lot of fun. New as in we're outside. And so if if it comes across and there's a lot of noise and whatnot, just take it up with our producer and editor. Uh, I'll let him know. You can give me some feedback. Um, but. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Happy gardening. Happy gardening. Oh, a bluebird behind you. Beautiful. So cool.